pow. Um, that's recording fine. That is doing its job. Do we, we need, need something s- profound to start? I reckon Laurie should do it this time because Nate, you keep on fucking naming every podcast. So. Mm. I can't do profound on the spot. I got asked the question earlier. Does Mrs. Incredible actually have an ass shaped like that? Or does she stretch it to what Mr. Incredible likes? Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Think about that. Hmm? It's a good point. She's very interestingly shaped. Regardless, you know know Ben's going to edit it to what... Laurie was saying, <laughs> you could see it inside, he was just like, Get you waiting. and welcome to Crosscast episode 9 recorded live on twitch.tv slash the crossplayers live at approximately 8.53pm on the 17th of September 2020. I'm Ben and I am joined today by Nate. How are you doing? Alright, very good, thank you. Alright, was that, was that your Bristolian? Yeah, I was gonna do I was gonna do alright my loves and then I I got cold feet for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Damn it. Just commit. Just commit. Um speaking of commitment, a very committed man, committed to everything he does. Committed husband, committed father. Kabiva. <laughs> committed PlayStation fanboy. Laurie, how you doing? <laughs> uh I'm doing good. Thank you. I'm a bit tired after last night's uh, excitement. So if you just see me sort of drifting away, just someone give me a little kick under the table. Such is your commitment. Thank yeah. you. Happy to kick you whenevs. Um, another man I'm happy to kick whenevs, Dan. <laughs> Hello, mate. You okay? Doing, mate? <laughs> yeah, not bad. Not bad. I thought you were going to do the same thing then. I thought you were going to go, committed father. Come on, mate. I thought you were going to go, convicted idiot. Convicted arsehole. <laughs> convicted pedophile. Mm. Dan. Should be committed. <laughs> Dan. Yeah. yeah, should be committed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cheers. How are we all? Yeah, good. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, good. all right. It's been a good week, hasn't it? It's been interesting. Oh, it's been another Lots. crazy one. Lots to oh, talk about for might. a change. Yeah, and we will might. get into that, but first, the most important thing. Drinking. What's everyone having? Laurie, I'll come to you first so I don't forget you. Ah, <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Camden Hells Lager. It's a nice, nice kind of Pilsner nice. type thing. It's a bit different to the usual thing I'm drinking, but it's nice. I like it. I like this stuff. Yeah, it's good, that. It's yeah. it's one of those craft beers that you can get from supermarkets, though, isn't it? It's gone, it's gone it's mainstream. From a supermarket, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crossed the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nathan, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm really boring. I have got a chamomile tea because I'm DJing two times this weekend, so I'm trying to be sober throughout the week. 
Does every wow. light, everything you own on your desk, is it green? <laughs> just so it fucks I with know, your I need, to, I need to stop green putting screen. green things. <laughs> Mate, it's drinking Zelda from amiibo. an invisible mug. Oh, Brilliant. God. Yeah, just a tea for me. Nice. Leave the bag in, or? I do, yeah. yeah. What? Oh. Nice. Good. Uh, and Dan, what about you? Do you? Uh, brew dog. Elvis juice. Ooh, mm. a little bit of Elvis juice. Yes, mate. Mm. That's good. Man, that's one of the four, Bi- though. Business Dan, have you seen that they're doing another equity uh, yep. fundraising yeah. jobby? I bet so you I'll, I bet you were the first round, weren't you? I bet you were in. No, I'm not. Someone not, briefed you. Your, your it's not enough manager. for me, mate. It's not enough gains in it. Um, <laughs> not in confectionery, not, uh, not in food. So mm. you, say, you say buy low, sell high. That's your motto, isn't it? Yeah, it would be, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's me, Laurie, in a nutshell. Uh, no, nah, it's, yeah. I, I, I don't mind little equity deals like that, but it's not for me. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's really fucking official there. I've got no fucking thing. <laughs> I had no idea. Like, I'm sure it does very well, but if I'm going to actually have money to put in stocks and shares, I would be picking the fucking. I'd be the safest man in the world. So, hmm. which I am. The cross players. That's what you pump it all into the cross going players. nowhere. Yeah. Game's going to be. Here. We'll be fine. <laughs> oh, in that respect, I thought you meant going nowhere. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> flat line. Maybe a slight Those downward. seven people in the chat will disagree with you, Ben. <laughs> that is what we call a bad deal. Mm. Uh, what was a good deal to the patrons? A good deal was uh, twelve bottles of Sol for seven pounds. So that's what I'm drinking. Oh, a uh, a poorer man's Corona, if anything. Mm. Yeah. Good deal though. Not the virus. I'm happy with that. Seven quid. I'd be happily sold. Oh fucking oh, hell! God. That I mean, I don't even need to think of a transition. That's just right. We need to move on. Um, shall we change things around a little bit, Dan? Uh, I hope this is okay. But rather than doing the news first, should we get out of the way, pick up and play? Oh, oh fucking! Where's the button? Oh, where's the button? <laughs> Alrighty, lots of news to plough through, so let's get this out of the way. Pick up and play. First of all, we don't normally do this in pick up and play, but that was kind of the meaning behind the name for this segment. Pickups. What have we picked up? I think we've all had a Ooh. delivery today, haven't we? Of some sort. Ooh, that's a very good point, yeah. What have we had? Oh, fella. there he there is. There we go. Laurie, for the audio listeners, is sporting the uh, Breath of the Wild Link with the, the bow, that one. Oh, <laughs> also for the audio I listeners, have one, Dan, I have one amiibo, uh, audio listeners, a sensible number of amiibo. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> to arrive in one day, I mean. I mean, uh, I, I got... This is the green screen's not going to work again. Oh, no. <laughs> Nathan's got, got two green my amiibo. Link. They're invisible. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Brilliant. What you got? You got Ganon there. And I do. I've else? got Ganondorf and I've got Skyward Sword Link. Uh, so I'm very near to having every Zelda amiibo, much to uh, much to my own detriment. <laughs> You're my um, hero. I I got this huge bastard Guardian amiibo. Oh, yes. oh I love that one. Which it's a bad boy, is that. I haven't taken it out of its box. Yet. I also got the one you got, Laurie, the um, Breath of the Wild Link. Are you going to play with them and have like little pretend battles? I have got no idea how I'm going to smuggle this in onto my shelf without, it, without uh, you know, suspicions being raised. 
So um, it's just <laughs> <saying> Andrew <laughs> ordered two and was giving one away. You're gonna be kissing it. Won it. Don't <laughs> give away. But it's got poseable <laughs> legs. Exactly. <laughs> Spread them. Um, the Dan, what? <laughs> <laughs> Me oh, or? God. Yeah. What yeah, did I, you get? I got pretty much like everyone else. You fuckers did. I got the Twilight Princess one. Pow. Yeah. Got that one. Ocarina of Time. Nice. Yep. Ocarina. I got Overrated. that one. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And I got that one. Nice. Same as me. And oh, I really? got something else as well. Um, More? I got something called the Executioner, which is like this tennis racket style. Oh, I've got one of <laughs> they're that fucking that's is that ruthless. for daddy long legs are you using that on the, all the daddy long legs in your bedroom but they don't die from it so it's like yeah we've got one Laurie you must have one of them what but does it do no it's, not. it's like a that's an amiibo is it <laughs> <laughs> that's going to work with Mario Tennis Aces <laughs> oh, can you imagine that don't talk about that game there's a uh, Wiimote in the bottom of it <laughs> Um, yeah, it's ruthless, I think. And it no, I've, the... I've never had some sort of device for killing bugs in such a such a fun manner. It's not fun. I, I, it's quite scary. So when you hit them, it goes zip, like proper zaps really, really loud. Um, yeah. Like, you know, the kind of cables that keep cows from jumping. Not cows mm. from jumping, cows from like getting through fences. <laughs> fucking hell, man. Is that what yeah. sets the cows? Jumping gravity, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <that> <laughs> you're fucking hell. Like, yeah, get sets the cows from jumping through fences. Just going through fences. I don't think they jump. <laughs> Anyone that's watching that's <laughs> for accuracy. You're thinking of a nursery rhyme. I, think. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I don't know anymore. Um, um, yeah, it's like that kind of feeling, like zips, like proper zaps. The yeah, thing. But it's the like electrocution. It's like a, a, a minor electric shock. And you keep yeah. it away from the cat, surely, because that must be a worry. If the cat you, comes well, you only have to press the button on it to activate yeah. and hold the button while you're doing oh, okay. it. So the cat okay. comes and like, does something to it. I don't think she's going to hurt herself, but... Yeah, it's it's not not nice. Like when you zap them, they they were like flying down, like coming up, and one of the legs had fallen off. So it zapped the leg off. It was vile. So I'm, I'm quite scared to use it again. I mean, uh, the thing I was saying, just get glass. Take them outside. Jesus, Mate, it's a daddy long legs. They're fucking ruthless. Going anywhere near it. The most <laughs> ruthless, just bumbling around. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, I've it. used them on wasps quite a lot though, because um, yeah. mm. wasps do deserve it. Yeah. One morning we had a wasp's nest outside our bathroom last summer, and. Uh, I think Stacy had gone out in the morning and left the light on and the bathroom window open. So Ooh. when I went in for my morning business, my, um, the, the, <laughs> there was about 30 wasps in the bathroom. Oh my God. So I was there with that fucking tennis racket at like six in the morning, <laughs> swing, swinging it around. Um, I, in the end, I gave up and had to use some Tupperware in the kitchen. So anyway, let's oh, move what? on to... <laughs> yeah. Don't come around mine for leftovers. Um... <laughs> What have we been playing this week? I'm also intrigued to know that. Dan, oh, let's fuck. go to you first. What have I been playing this week? I can't remember. To be well, how honest. about, maybe not what we've played this week, how about you and Laurie have a oh. little, oh. a little, a little chimwag about a game that Nathan <laughs> and I face. are very interested in. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, let's let's talk this. it out. Because you've got very different opinions about it. Come on, Dan, you've played the first 10 minutes, so you go uh, first. No, I've played two hours. You can go first. <laughs> two hours? Wow. All right, so Laurie, how far are you? <laughs> um, I am approaching the end of the second act. Um, I don't know how far that makes me into the game. I don't know how many Too acts. Far. I presume there's three acts, I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm over halfway. 
I've probably played it about 15 to 20 hours. Okay. And assessment so far? I think it's really, really good. I'm going to go out on a limb here against uh, what what Mike was saying a few weeks ago, uh, what Dan is about to say. I, th- I think it's I think it's brilliant. I- I'm really enjoying it. I think it's a really good game. Um, it's like the uh, like the refinement of the whole generation's worth of open world games. So I understand completely when people say it's like lots of other games, but I agree it is like a lot of these other games. These games like um, Assassin's Creed odyssey and red dead and the witcher but it does all the things that they do and it does them all slightly better and i think it ties them all up in a package which for me uh, i i'm really enjoying i think it's the world uh, uh, you know obviously i don't need to go on about the graphics everyone knows they're amazing but the world playing in that setting in japan is a setting i've never played a game in before like remarkably Mm. Uh, it's really interesting it's really interesting learning about the culture at that time the stories um it's uh, it's yeah the setting is great um, the combat is very satisfying the skill trees are good as well initially quite overwhelming there's a lot of them but you get the points quite a lot you can spend them quite quickly um, I think <laughs> it's a game <laughs> no. I'm loving watching this Dan. <laughs> it's, it's a game I think down. it's it's not the sort of game if you want to just run around a map clearing things this is where when Mike was saying he just come off the back of playing Far Cry I think if you're just the sort of game that you want to run around clearing camps and it's not that sort of game because it requires your investment. It's It will slow you down a lot. Um, it makes you watch the cutscenes. It makes you listen to the dialogue. Um, and that, yeah, I appreciate why that is frustrating. But it wants you to listen to the tales of these people and the stories. And some of them are your typical open world, you know, go, go here and clear out these bandits kind of fair. But there's, um, I mean, the main storyline missions are are fantastic, and there's the, each act has got a set sort of set piece ending, and there's two or three or three or four main missions you do to build towards that objective. So the first act, you're you're recruiting um, supporters and helpers, and they're really interesting characters, and they've got their own sub stories that you can then they're told over nine different missions that all tie together to tell the story of um, some old samurai. <laughs> Archer man, or sorry, I think Dad's gonna hang himself now. I think that's what's going on. <laughs> 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 uh, um, so it, yeah, it tells these stories of these interesting characters, and it's not just kind of one mission that you play for ten minutes and that's it. You move on. You, you're spending a lot of time with these these characters in these side quests, and I'm finding them really interesting. So, do you um, feel like you're quite invested in the characters because i'm not i'm not getting that sense just from seeing what people post it seems like it's just a beautiful world and i don't really know what's going on but are you invested in your story arc and what's going on with other characters or? yeah i mean it's it's very difficult i don't want to spoil anything i don't want to play i don't want to give any spoilers away but your your main uh team of people that you bring together to to help you uh, well, I mean, the game starts, obviously, the Mongols invade, they take over the island, you're the last remaining samurai, and you have to win back the island step by step. And all the other samurai are all, that's the very start, prologue, first cutscene of the game, they all get mm. killed off apart from you. So you're with these old people and misfits, so you're with a, a thief and an old man who lives on his own um, archer guy, and then this this old woman who's had all her family's been murdered, and she's just out on this like, epic um mm sort of quest for vengeance and you you bring them all together and you're then 
using them to help you um, try and rescue the uncle, the, your Jin's uncle, who's the, the leader of the island. Um, mm. And you, to do it, obviously, you have to uh, adopt these ghost, uh, these um, stealth techniques. And obviously, in the, the samurai, very much, you know, you have to um, have these standoffs, do everything with honour, and you, you shouldn't be doing these these stealth type kind of techniques yeah, yeah, yeah. and these yeah. you know, stabbing people and these assassination techniques so there's that conflict there and the uncle is like very disapproving of these things but these are things you're having to do and the thief is teaching you how to do these things because it's the only way you're going to defeat the mongols on your own basically because everyone else has been wiped out so there is that interesting um conflict there the, the heart of the story and the, which which way to do it and obviously you know it's a video game i'm sure there wasn't you know the samurai uh well the samurai i'm sure they weren't learning how to be Assassin Creed type assassins as well, but you know it's, it is a video game. But the just I think the set piece moments that the story tells, the presentation of it all, it's it's so wonderfully cinematic. The music is is really good. Um, there's just so many really cool moments. Like when you challenge people to standoffs, you can just do that all the time. Um, you can just go wandering through these kind of foggy, misty woods at night, and then come across some people and challenge them to a standoff. And it's just all presented. The music, even just these kind of minor encounters the music will still swell up and um it's very dramatic and the cameras um camera shots are all very dramatic as well mm. so you know i think okay. it's it's really good um i i, I don't know well i'm i'm genuinely interested to see what what dan um has to say against it and you know mike who was playing it and i know a few weeks was a few weeks ago was saying where his problems were with it. I've been texting him since oh, I've got to this bit yet. He's like, oh yeah, that bit was brilliant. And I keep, keep <laughs> telling him all these bits that he thought were brilliant as he keeps playing it. I'm like, well, it right. sounds completely, this, the the exchanges we're having seem completely odd with what, what he was saying. And I guess it just depends on what sort of game you're looking for, really. What you're into yeah, at the I'm, time. I'm, I'm hmm. really enjoying the story. I think it's really interesting. I'm definitely drawn to keep keep playing and I really want to see hmm. how, it, how it pans out and how it ends. Um, I just think the set piece moments that it presents are are really, really good and really well done. Very good. Well, um, uh, Dan, Laurie's left you uh, twenty seconds to say your piece. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. But Fucking no. filibuster there. Didn't there, he? Is, there is. He's used the classic right. If I just keep talking, he's not going to get a chance. <laughs> you haven't got the time to say anything bad. Right. Good. So we're all agreed. <laughs> it's an amazing game. No, it does sound cool, but I'm obviously, you know, I respect both your opinions equally um so dan what what do you think ghost of tsushima you said you played it for, what a couple of hours yeah about yep. three or four hours is that okay. not not included the unboxing right that's different uh, that is different <laughs> and to be fair i enjoyed the unboxing more than actually playing the game so <laughs> the way that this game's positioned is it is gorgeous it's an insanely good looking game and the mechanics in it are relatively fun for the first hour or two so the kind of standoffs and you know the the sword play and um, even kind of like it's kind of faux stealth elements. And to be fair, the story's absolutely fine. It's okay for a little bit. It's when it starts to open up that I've got a problem with the game. So the the level of quality that and I've got a list here that I've kind of been writing out. But Horizon Zero Dawn, you've got Arkham Knight, you've got Spider Man, Red Dead Redemption Two. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you should know about that, Laurie. Uh, Middle Earth, Shadow, Shadow of Mordor, Witcher 3. All of those games do open world better and they progressed the open world genre more than this game has at all. This is very much the 
Uh, what's the one on the motorbike? PlayStation exclusive? Days Gone. Days Gone. Days Gone. This is a Days Gone game. This is another game where the same old trope is done over and over again of really, really piss poor side quests. Like no gravity to them at all. And the Far Cry element is that repetition of you want to go and do something over and over again. Let's go and find the fox. Well, there's a fox you can pet. The fucking fox. Like that's fine. You know the the standoff element to it as well. Like if you're standing off against two people, you're pressing one button and you're off in a person. There's no fun to it at all. It's not tactile. It's not taking advantage of the controller in a different way. It's not trying to make you think as a gamer. It is. I always talk about comfort food. This isn't comfort food. This is quite literally beige fucking mo- like slop every single day that you can just shovel into your mouth and not just think grew. about it. Yeah. The, the the point that I find in, not insulting about this game because I, I think people enjoy it. It's fine. You want to zone out. You want to play something that is lighthearted. It's not too heavy. The story can be a bit heavy at times, but it's not too heavy. Um, I get the I, I get why the gameplay does that for you and why the story is quite. I would say other because it's not about anything. It's not about the Wild West. It's not, you know, Sekiro did a really great job of kind of like distilling the kind of magic behind like Japanese folklore and culture. Whereas this is just kind of a very vanilla story about kind of like Japanese kind of a samurai progression point. It was just, there was no, it just didn't have any magic to it. There was nothing in the game for the first few hours that I played where I was going, this is just imploring me to play more or this is worthy of my time. And I felt the same about Red Dead. I felt, you know, the mechanics, I think I spoke about this on the pod last night. Mm. Um, you know, it was really dated. I, it was the same engine that Rockstar have used for pretty much every other Rockstar mm. game for the last couple of years, and it was just a little bit dull. I felt the very, very same about all of the tropes in this. It gone back maybe five years worth of games, and it's as if the developers were just locked in their own little room, creating something gorgeous, admittedly that just had no heart and it had no ability to grab people and engage them. So oh. I don't I don't think it's an it's not a bad game by any stretch. It's just there's better things to be playing. If you are going to be playing an open world game, fucking play The Witcher 3, man. The side quest within the first half an hour of that, there's one side quest in particular I won't ruin where it's involved with like a werewolf and you go into the story and it sets a precedent in that moment in the first half an hour of how open world games should be. And the one fucking game I haven't mentioned purposefully, because I know every fucker in this uh, podcast will probably go on about it in the same vein, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> like the, way, the way that game has ruined open world gaming for me, I can't get past that. I can't, I can't at all. Mm. The, the music, the way it interacts, just the storytelling, the aesthetic, everything has ruined open world ga- games for me. And even mm. looking at this demo now, everything was a set piece everything was scripted like the guards are still running the same fucking one stretch of that you kill a guard it's in front of him he goes oh one of me mates is dead what am i gonna do now i'm gonna fucking walk mm. <laughs> and it just continues to do the cat the, the game tropes like it's a next generation we're meant to be going into something new and bold and you're brass and in your face and br- like actually interesting and we're just not there and that game i was really disappointed with it because again i th- i love that aesthetic i think the the storyline behind it could be absolutely banging i think the uh the touches and the care that they put into it is intense it's fucking really really cool but there was just nothing there was no heart so that's where like i'll give you shit for it laurie i get why people love it but it's another far cry game but it's a far cry game from like six seven years ago 
To be fair, that's not the first time I've heard that kind of criticism levelled at it. People have said it it doesn't do anything new. It's quite a safe game. It's just the amalgamation of everything that was already has already happened in open world mm-hmm. games. And I agree with that. But that's not necessarily a bad thing in itself, I suppose. And probably Laurie, no, that's not at all. Gameplay wise, it sounds like it's ticking a lot of boxes yeah. for you. But I you're also a history buff as well, right? Does, do you think that yeah. has got anything to do with your enjoyment of it? I, I think, yeah, I, living in this world, experiencing the world is part of the enjoyment, for sure, walking around. And I think there are there is variety in the side quests, and I, I can't, I'm not going to spoil any to, to give examples, but there, there are different things and there are interesting stories that it tells, the characters that you meet and just side quests that are interesting. Um, I'd grant you it's not as good as The Witcher 3, but... I mean, nothing is. The Witcher 3 is, you know, once a generation sort of game. The game I'd compare it to that I've last played like this is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I think this mm. is better than Assassin's Creed Odyssey in in every way. This is a story that I care about compared to um, AC Odyssey that was just a bit of a kind of a mess of just sending you around Greece for, for reasons. Um, and this is far more interesting. And uh, I think the gameplay is very similar, but this is just does everything better than Assassin's Creed Odyssey does. Um, I don't think it does things as well as Breath of the Wild or The Witcher Three, but they are two of my literally my favourite games of yeah. the generation. Um, and yeah, it's quite like I, I totally see what you're saying, Dan, about Red Dead Redemption Two. The gameplay with that was like walking through mud playing that game. But I still yeah. played it to the end of it because the story it told and it developed the characters and how it developed that story over that amount of time um, really paid off for me, and I, it was worth worth playing despite its gameplay flaws. And mm. I guess that's where I'm at here and I, I totally understand it's not the sort of game for everyone um, you say it forces you to slow down and just kind of live in that world and just take it at its own speed but some of the I mean just thinking some of the missions I did last night are, are really moving moments that are really surprising with the, the writing and, and what they're doing with the storytelling and that's what I'm playing it for and that's mm. what I really like about it um, so yeah I mean I'm not <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to change Dan's mind. He's not going to change mine. I, just, I would just no, say, give it a, you, you know what? I'm, I'm not. I'm not the type of person that would ever say that you wouldn't not not change my mind. And I'll always yeah. be a staunch advocate of if it works for you. I might be a prick about it, but if it works <laughs> for you, like I'm for that. Like I, I love the fact that there's things like this where, like the Far Cry is built for this. Like the whole point of a Far Cry game is you know what you're going to get. You know what the combination is. Like Far Cry Five, was a five the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fun fucking game. I enjoyed that for like fifteen hours. It was a great game. It just for this moment in time in the consoles generation when you're getting things like The Last of Us Two, and people are putting Ghost of Tsushima up on that pedestal. Mm. I'm just like, mate, I, I can't, I can't get it. It's probably not even the top ten like open world games of this generation. So for me, like, whilst you were saying, you know, the analogy of um, like shopping. Like, it's like shopping in Tesco. There's only so much combination of what you can buy. Like That frustrates me sometimes in a weird kind of way. Like You've got a combination of things that you can go and get, but it's still the fucking same stuff. Everything's kind of like in that weird little blue color that Tesco loves. It's still Tesco. Like You've still got to get that kind of stuff in there. I just want games like this to do something different. And I think it's probably like the... It was more the real, real... Because I bought the fucking special edition because I was like, I really hope this game does something different with that. And mm. I think with the the way that The Witcher Three kind of hit me, I just haven't had that feeling, and I certainly haven't had the Breath of the Wild effect, you know, yet. 
since that game. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, I'll never be a dick and say like, well, I will be a dick, but I'll never be a dick <laughs> and say like, if it's for you, then you know, fuck people like me who ever say anything critical. Because yeah, exactly. If that's your thing. Fucking enjoy it. Who cares? Yeah. Like, I shouldn't ever ever influence that. Neither uh, of you are, are wrong. Yeah, it is a divisive <laughs> game. I see people on Twitter who love it and people who say, say the same yeah. as you, Dan. So it clearly is a very Marmite game, I guess. Yeah. It's gorgeous at times. It's times like this when it isn't as well. And like the facial expressions are just a bit weird. Like It looks like a dead man running. So that kind of bo- bothered me as well. There mm. wasn't any... There was no kind of... I don't know. It was just a little bit weird. Like some of the effects and the care that had gone into the game were intense and then certain parts were just a little bit. But I know that's kind of the trade-off that you get with a, an open world anyway. So yeah. mm. Well, I think... Um, this is a game that Nathan and I are both probably going to pick up at some point, probably yeah. when the price drops, definitely, in my case. Um, I'll send you it. But yeah, I think I think it would be an interesting one to come back to once a few more of us have played it and see what the general consensus is um, and give it a proper proper kind of cross-players review other yeah. than um, hmm. beige slop. And <laughs> don't forget as cur- well. That's the current review. It's got a multiplayer mode being added in later, in, uh, later in the year. True. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I just can't good. see that being anything other than like a Red Daddy kind of Uncharted. Yeah, I just uh, I can't. It could be I don't interesting know what though. Hey, Un- Uncharted's online was surprisingly good. But yeah, take that back. It was. Mm. It was um, okay. But you take yeah. that back. <laughs> I'll, I'll defend <laughs> Uncharted online. But no, I, I'm. I think that will be the point where it might be make or break for me because if I see a load of my mates all playing that online together and having a blast, cutting people in half, that's when I'm going to be like, all right, yeah, I'm I'm in. Because yep. it sounds like obviously it's an open world game. To me, it sounds like a very lonely experience because Dan sounds he, kept, he sounds like he kept getting very separated from the story and very separated from the the magic and the mysticism it was trying to create. Mm. Um, and I do want to be enveloped in the story. I want to be involved. Mm. I want to feel like I'm living and breathing it. And by the sounds of, you know, I think. Laurie and Dan are in two very separate paths where one has been completely sucked into this and the other has yeah. met enough blocks, you know, roadblocks to say I can't get into this um, and I'm, mm. I'm intrigued because I, I think, I don't mind a game that's an 8 out of 10 or a 7 out of 10 never, as long as it's the sort of thing for me and if this is a 7 out of 10 game but I am loving being a samurai, stabbing people I think I, I, think I could really enjoy this game yeah. What I would yeah. say as well is just whacking it down too easy, you don't need to do any of the side contact, it's quite Forgive me if you just want to do the main story. Laurie, you are preaching you to the choir, mate. Yeah. You don't have to tell me to drop it down too easy. But is that not the problem, though? Like an open world game where you've got, well, you should have like an embarrassment of riches. And it is, the, again, it's the Breath of the Wild effect. Like the game in Breath of the Wild, it wasn't because like your the linear story was fucking excellent because it was wank. Like the, the linear story was a Zelda story. Like yeah. it was, it was great for what it was a Zelda, but it wasn't, that wasn't the storytelling. The fact that you could go left and fight like whatever that rock thing is called, the golem mm. thing, Stone fight that, or you can, or you can go to fight one of the three things in your peripheral, like whatever you decide to go for. Yeah. Like that was the fun part for me. And I think that's where, when I'm presented with an option to either follow the story or that fox over there looks fucking cute. Let's go and pet it. And then nothing happened, really. It just kind of leads me for like 10 seconds to something. Yeah. I, it just didn't It didn't grip me in that way. And I think that's where maybe about if I did play it in a linear way, that's fine. But if I'm mm. going to play a linear game at this moment in time, I'll play The Last of Us 2 or I'll play yeah. you know, a JRPG that I, I still haven't finished. I know, mm. I know what you mean. Like If you're playing <laughs> an open world game, the open world should be a playground. 
you know, you should want to explore yeah, the world. Yeah, it should be open, yeah, yeah. right? And I, and I agree with you there, but I think th- the problem is, is Breath of the Wild is not even like a once in a generation, it's maybe once in a decade game. Like it's, yeah, it's truly a benchmark that no one has met since and probably only Nintendo will. Like, mm. I mean, Breath of the Wild was my first open world game. So, I mean, should I even bother playing any others? Oh, yeah, you oh, should. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you should jump into things like Horizon. You should play You should play The Witcher 3. Like, I, I made a joke I will about try it, the, but... I will try The Witcher 3 again. I, it's I'd, just... Because... Sorry, Nate, go on. No, I was going to say, I'd make an argument as well for the Just Cause games. Because Just Cause games <laughs> are a little bit of a, a, t- like a, a tick-the-box, go-here-do-this-mission thing. But mm. as a virtual playground being able to explore that world. Like in Just Cause, you're going around liberating islands as a revolutionary, but what you've got is you've got a um, parachute and you've got a grappling hook. So you can parachute around, jump off things, and you can grappling hook the ground or hills to pull yourself up with the parachute, get some air, and then glide even more. That is a true sandbox playground, real joy to explore the world. That that to me is what an open world game should be if it's going to be Mm. an eight out of 10. Or a 7 and out of 10. Andrew in the chat is just <coughs> saying, love, just cause. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry, I misread. He's saying love, just cause. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That I don't know if that's <laughs> like the game or like an 80s neon band. I'm not too sure yet. <laughs> what Andrew's like for his bands. Um, um, I think final comments on it. I know we've got to move on, but the, it's, yeah, it's a good game. It's a solid game. It's going to be there for people. But like I said, the if in my if I was to look at my time being spent, I'd probably want to finish Horizon Zero Dawn over this. And I think that's mm-hmm. where like that level of quality kind of is. And I just think Horizon Zero Dawn, even the photo mode, how old's that game now? Four years old? Ish? Breath of the Wild? Same same year as Breath yeah, of the Wild, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. twenty thirteen they came out, I guess. Twenty seventeen. Well, I, so. I played it after it and as in played Horizon even though it came out before Breath of the Wild, I played it after it because I just had my switch on me non stop. And it, it ruined it. Like it, it just that mm. instantly no, now, that feeling. It just it really. I can't get away from that open world jaded kind of feeling. And even some mm. elements of Spider Man gave me that feeling, but the aesthetic pulled me through it. I just mm. didn't feel that connection with this. So, mm. yeah. but fair. again, fuck me. Enjoy games. No, you Dan. What you say is fair, and I would say Breath of the Wild, Witcher Three are a better game, but I am preferring this over. Assassin's Creed, Odyssey, and Horizon Zero Dawn. So that is kind of where I would place it. Yeah, in okay. the, yeah. the, nothing's Fair touching enough. The Witcher or Breath of the Wild, but I think mm. games like AC Odyssey, it, it does better. But that's that's right. personal view. Of course. Um, Nathan, I think me and you will cover what we've been playing on another episode. Yeah. Let's <laughs> move <laughs> on. In, a, in another lifetime. Sorry. Um, no, that was good. Look, that's been bubbling up. We had to cover that. We, you know, <laughs> the people demanded it. <laughs> to be fair, now, I've been playing Breath of the Wild this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's talk about that. <laughs> a game that we've again. never talked about. Let's not go there. I've, I wanted to complete it again before Age of Calamity comes out. So I yeah. started streaming it last Sunday, and I'm going to stream it every week um, with my Wolf Link amiibo, trying to keep wolf link alive as long as possible but then in between i was like i just want to play more breath of the wild so i've just been diving back in and <laughs> yep it's still the best game i've ever played yep yep Can't uh, uh just for the record i've been playing luigi's mansion and pretending to be laurie yes. uh by you know having a nice little half an hour with with my son before bed <laughs> thinking ah, for that. this oh, is how the other half nice. live nice. and um they're really enjoying it actually 
Yeah, we just beat that. Perfect game for that. Basement uh, B2, the the boss in the water. Oh, that thing. my yeah. God. Congratulations for that. But we did it, so that's <coughs> yeah. good. Fair play. Yeah. Decent little game. It's, it's growing on me. So that's another game that Dan and I both <laughs> slated quite early on. Uh, but yeah, it's oh, no, that I mean, again, another co-op. game. Yeah, another game. Does yeah. the job. It does. Um, right. Shall we get into the news? Oh, the, the news, news news. The new news. News news. The big news this week. PlayStation 5 event happened. Oh, what a showcase. Oh, but our other story tonight, another showcase, a Nintendo partner showcase that wasn't massively underwhelming. <laughs> Amazing. That's the news <laughs> in itself. Um, but let's, let's get the big one first. PS5. Uh, Dan? You, Steve, and Nathan streamed that last night. Live. Yep, we did. Europe. Live and direct. I was watching whilst working. Um, pretty fantastic, right? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was really disappointed in them, by the way, because you. I was like, Let's get the important one out of the way. It just should have been the show. You should have gone into <laughs> Nintendo after that point, just for, on brand. And switch me. It was fucking sick like that was a really really fun evening to kind of watch and look kind of look at something new and yeah the even the announcement of the the cost and everything but the more and more i think about it today and i've been been bubbling all day just over final fantasy 16 being shown like (laughs) that that game doesn't really matter it looks gorgeous it's going to clearly be absolutely amazing but just it just shows that that in itself just shows the power of a PC emulating a, mm. a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It's <laughs> a really good I showcase know, yeah. for that. Yeah, because that is second, right? Basically, everyone's second console now. It seems to be a PC with the way that PlayStation, and Microsoft are positioning it. But yeah. yeah, the game, the again, the aesthetic, the way that it's built up for just a Final Fantasy JRPG, kind of like the high fancy elements. Like it's just mm. everything. And it's got a different vibe to it as well. Like the Chocobo is there from like the war perspective. So it's like the online games. Um, it's very much the same fighting mechanic as 15 was. Uh, and like Kingdom Heartsy kind of thing. But then the story is just like evoking everything from 9 through to 12 through to all the best high fantasy Final Fantasy games that I, I absolutely adore. I'm wearing my Final Fantasy 9 t-shirt. Oh, nice. Yes. Like, saw me boobs before, but there's no one. Like, it just gave me that vibe. And even down to the logo, when it presented at the end, I was getting chills. Settler mm. talking to the guys was like, this is exactly what I'm looking forward to. So it's completely my thing. I know it's um, not everyone's you know, cup of tea, but it had FromSoft vibes as well. I can't wait. It's so, so good. Yeah, why, right, why, why did they go back, and forgive my ignorance, why do you think they've gone back to that sort of high fantasy setting? What? There's it's, so many other settings, but they keep going back to that well, much like every well, other RPG. Why? It's the uh, from the from the sounds of it, it's at the request of the producer of this one. So the producer of Final Fantasy 16 is Naoki Yoshida, who is also the mm. producer that turned around Final Fantasy 14 from its original one to a Kingdom Reborn or whatever the version that wasn't shit. Yeah, um, and he's. He's been a long-time fan of the fantasy elements, high fantasy. He loves that sort of thing. Whereas mm. the 
other side of Square Enix right now is doing futuristic with uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. So I think for them, they didn't want to do two futuristic things at once, and that's why they've asked mm-hmm. Yoshida to develop another high fantasy one. Um, and it is, it's, it is a world that they've tapped a lot in the past, but maybe not so much recently. Like when I saw the Dragoon Soldier, I was mm. I was excited. I was like, oh my god, this is like a nostalgia wave for me. I'm I'm happy and excited to see how they handle that in today's climate and with the battle mechanics that they've created. I'm 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 more than happy to dive back into a fantasy game from Square Enix now. Nice. It looked gory as hell as well. Like when rewatching it now, like the amount of blood in that trailer. Yeah, it's not very Final Fantasy. Like that isn't Square Enix. Like and then the. Um, usually it's a massive war that's kind of going on this seemed a lot more personal as if there was actual like a blood feud going on between certain characters and god the, the logo just came up there and I was just laughing my head off um, <laughs> but the I think the part that's really gripped me or the part that kind of evoked a bit of an emotional side was there was a certain strain of music that came in that's quite a common Final Fantasy theme in there and I was just like, this. if they're really going to tap into that, and the guy that clearly is producing it must know, you know, what the what the fans want. Mm. It's such a polar opposite to Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is a brilliant game, to then get this after it quickly. Uh, you know, 15 was a bit of a hodgepodge. It should have been a great game, but it's been development hell for like 10 years. So yeah. if they've got their, uh, their eye on the ball, um, I got kind of like a little game thing today from um, the guy when I was pre-ordering the PS5. And it said Final Fantasy 16 uh, TBD 2022. Mm-hmm. So it's def- according to them and their, their SKUs, so, you know, they're not assuming this game's going to be coming out next year. So, Well, that, yeah, I mean, just the, surely the fact that they were showing it running on a PC, as the disclaimer said at the start, that to me made me think, okay, this is mm. still a way off. This yeah. is a 2021 yeah. game. I think 2022 at the earliest, realistically. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Knowing the if, they, if they've got shit together. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, 2022. But even then, that's uh, that's optimistic. So, yeah, how, how do you think it will fit in around um, part two of the Final Fantasy VII remake? That's I honestly don't think it'll matter. Is that going to come yeah, sooner yeah. or later? Around the same time? Should we expect that? Should we expect part two in like, be five years? Years for both of them. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yes, we will. Yeah. They're not. They're not a developer. You know that really <laughs> cares about. Uh, announcing things too early so mm, if it's oh anything gosh. like what 15 was <laughs> we won't see this game for 10 years so I don't know um, Final Fantasy 7 Remake I think they've got a pretty definitive plan of what they want to try and do there and they've got a decent engine so um, yeah I probably expect that maybe next year, year after in fact next okay. year is probably too soon for it yeah, probably yeah, yeah. 2022, 23 for 16 it's probably realistic if you're thinking about it Can you one thing that is coming out sooner I'm going to move this on because I'm conscious of time sorry Nathan it's alright perfectly fine Spider-Man, Miles Morales coming out day one. Yes. Laurie, how excited are you on a scale of one to exploding in your pants? <laughs> I'm not quite there, but uh, oh. I'm very excited. Okay, good. I can, it's definitely hardening <laughs> up. Um, oh, Laurie, oh, too what? far. Laurie, <laughs> on a scale of exploding in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! It's I, was to, I was trying to, you know, keep it, keep it. Anyway, um, I think this is such a great, great idea to launch with this game by Sony because so many people have played Spider-Man on PS4, and if they haven't, they really should do. And you know, it's a really, really fun game. And Spider-Man is obviously one of just the biggest IPs in the world, 
Um, everyone knows Spider-Man and, and loves Spider-Man. Um, there isn't anyone that doesn't like Spider-Man. Come on. No. And it's such a great family-friendly IP. You know, adults love it. Kids love it. Teenagers love it. Everyone, at any age, all around the world, everyone loves Spider-Man. And everyone knows that the Spider-Man game that they made before was really, really good and was really, really fun. And this is the same. This looks mm. exactly the same, just yeah. with more more of it you know it's just turning up the not turning up the dials um it'd be interesting to see just how long it does end up being and everyone used the insult saying this kind of this just dlc for the last one um it looks like it's going to be more than that but it's interesting mm. how much of its own thing it is obviously it's having to use the same setting because it has to it's going to be set in new york isn't it yeah um, but mm-hmm. how much of its own game and how uh, exciting a story it can tell and where it does enough different things and adds to the gameplay of the first one um, yeah just I can't wait though I'm really, really looking forward to playing this watching the stream last night it does It yeah it looks like it's in obviously set in the same city never mind the mm. same world but it does kind of have a into the Spider-Verse sheen to it almost yeah, yeah. it kind of made like it just mm. very shiny. reminded me very yeah shiny game. very shiny um, lots of sort of bright colours and things it just made me you know, it brought back memories of that movie, which was a great. The movie music, as well. the music that accompanies the gameplay, and whether that's final mm. music or they just use it in the trailer, I don't know. But it sounded a lot cooler. Like the, the music was a lot more sort of hip. It was like sort of trappy kind of stuff. Laurie, you're a yeah, DJ, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, I, I like to mix songs like this as well. Um, but I don't really. The, the first game, uh, the music in it was just quite kind of orchestral kind of sound. Just yeah, well up as you were swinging through New York as the sunset and yeah, stuff, yeah. and it was great. But this seemed a lot cooler, and I wonder if that Sony have learnt from how popular um, and how well Into the Spider Verse went down. Because mm. obviously the music was one of the things about that, and just the visual look of it as well. But the music of it was just absolutely stunning, and hopefully they've taken the cues from that and uh, will be incorporating a lot of the same things in this. And from that trailer, it certainly seems like they are. So that's good. So on a kind mm. of related note, there was obviously. In the aftermath of this, and we'll, we'll probably get on to pricing and stuff, but in the aftermath of this mm. showcase, it did uh, come out that this, uh, along with a few other so-called PS5 exclusives, are now going to be coming out on the PS4. And there was a bit of disappointment. I know, Laurie, you kind of expressed that, yeah, you get it, but you kind of want them to be pushing the new hardware rather than having to develop, mm-hmm. you know, like concessions for the old one what's yeah I think yeah well, they made a big deal when they unveiled the, t- the tech of the PS5 that mm. the, the the SSD drive it's going to allow them to completely change how they build games and the design of the games but it's like well you can't say that and then release the game on PS4 at the same time you know because they clearly you've not redesigned it around the ps5 hardware they, they were making out this is going to be able to do things that just weren't possible before it's like well clearly this is possible in some form you're just going to dial back the graphic options so yeah i mean that's that's where the angle is it's disappointing it's only because they themselves hyped it up in a way that made it sound like that it yeah. was going to be showing us new things that we didn't see before and actually it turns out that with this and horizon um, and a few others it's just going to be showing us the same things but prettier and faster which is great you know it's fine but they sh- they were the ones that themselves hyped it up before to and clearly yeah let us down on that so, it's yeah. a bit sneaky isn't it but I, I mean i get it like from a business perspective you yeah they've got 100 million ps4s in the wild i think this mm-hmm. sold 13 million uh there's only going to be what 
15 million PS5s at launch, if that. I think it was between 11 to 15, something along those lines. I mean, if every one of them gets Miles Morales, which they won't, some people will be just buying it as a as a FIFA and you know Madden machine, but you know that's still leaving a massive market behind of PS4 mm-hmm. and, and yeah. you know yeah. so I guess they kind of had to and also maybe production wise if they haven't been able to put out as many consoles as they were hoping to at launch maybe this is a way to kind of mitigate that a little bit but I don't know I'm it's- excited for the game anyway it looks and I'm I having not pre-ordered a PS5 I'm extremely excited to be able to play it on the PS4 yeah mm. I mean, it's no, that's really cool. And I'm for that inclusivity, I think, in terms of being able to actually play something on a previous console because it's kind of like wishy-washy as the response was. Like, I think Sean Lady said, you know, we, you know, we've got an obligation to the people that have kind of bought into the PlayStation 4 and especially Ben, who only bought one like a month ago and didn't really see the PS5 coming, obviously. Didn't know about it, didn't hear about it, not in the industry. So, <laughs> nobody, nobody told um, me. <laughs> nobody, told, <laughs> nobody told Ben. He just got a Switch. Uh, so yeah it's really cool I think just the messaging of how they released it was a bit shithouse so they were just like right there's all the pre-orders you didn't even know the fuck they were going to do and then all of a sudden like the games were then available on you know previous generations it just seemed a little bit weak Um, oh oh, it's like almost oh let's not put the shit news in you know into the the presentation that we're doing yeah Yeah, let's just let let everyone on Twitter tell people that yeah let's just give it to Jeff Keighley people like Jeff Keighley he can say the shit stuff (laughs) he literally he was the one that announced everything after it It was oh by the way I guess you want to know when you can pre-order or want to know the price yeah Yeah. very strange Uh but I think yeah like you said Dan they just wanted to fill this trailer with banger after banger which to that extent they succeeded mm, you know yeah, I mean yeah. I, we probably haven't got time to go through every single game one by one but the next one they showed was Harry Potter uh, yeah. Hogwarts Legacy this is a shit name but it's uh, yeah I mean we all know this has been rumoured for ages and I know Nathan yeah. you were particularly excited about that one I am very excited to play a good game and I can see that a lot of people that maybe aren't massive dickheads have worked on it um mm. I, I love the harry potter <laughs> I, I love the harry potter series as well that's the heartbreaking thing um and just you know just for absolute clarity jk rowling is a massive turf and she's disgusting um so i you know really i'm screen capped and fucking no, no. <laughs> on twitter um but this this game looks fantastic man like i saw someone in the chat whilst i was watching the live stream was like this looks like magic bully and i was like that sounds incredible i want i want magic <laughs> yeah. bully um the, you know, I don't know how much it's going to play into like having a school or like social relationships or anything like that. But having kind of an open world Harry Potter game and you being able to go around and enjoy this world and in a setting that we haven't seen over and over, I think they're doing a really smart thing in taking it into the, like I think they said 1800s, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So you so shit. So Persona Five just ruined that for me, by the way. It's yeah. Just like kids in school, it's like kind of bang them. <laughs> it's like whoa! You can't do that. The fucking kids. <laughs> Persona Five. Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> Fuck yeah! But um, <laughs> Lewis is going to be excited for this, though, isn't he? Because he Akio bomb. Not because he hangs about in schools, but because he really loves Harry Potter, and he loves yeah. uh, like uh, Fire Emblem as well. And this seems yeah. like yeah, you know, yeah, and you're dicking about yeah. in a school, and you can do magic as well. Mate, I think it's not weeby. So it's not weeby. There you go. I think it's Hogwarts in Scotland. Fantastic. Yeah. Is it? 
Yeah. What, mate? You shouldn't know where it is. <laughs> you dirty muggle. I don't know. It's gorgeous. I think mm. the fact they called it a game gameplay trailer as well was very bold and very clever. Mm. Um, Portkey, what have they done, by the way? Because I'm failing to think from that. I, pub, which... I think they're probably just uh, been assembled to just make yeah. this game. Right, Portkey okay. is a Harry Potter about. thing, isn't it? It's is, something yeah. is from it? Harry Potter. Right, so it's okay. just a Harry Potter yeah. games making studio. <clears throat> Basically. But Ben, you said in the chat as well, you were just like, this music. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah this music. Yeah. Fair um, play. Call of Duty, Call of Duty was the next one. Which is <laughs> more Call of Duty. That was a very good tweet. Uh, but you can drive around in a little toy car, which looked fun. So there's that. <laughs> it did. Play the whole game in that car. Yeah, brilliant. Um, oh, Resident Evil Village. Nope. Yes. We've seen a lot of that. Looks oh. scary as fuck. Blech. Move on. Visuals look decent though. Um, mm-hmm. The next one that caught my eye was Deathloop. I know we've seen a bit of that already, but mm. it looks very cool. That game. Very. It's kind of got that. Yeah. It looks persona cool. stylish look to it, which yeah, I'm all over that. It's different. What like about Kill Bill? This one. Yeah, just very stylized. The one that struck me as a bit weird, and the this is where we start. I think the presentation dipped in quality a little bit. We had Devil May Cry 5 followed mm. by Oddworld and then Five yeah. Nights at Freddy's. And I was just like, okay, they, they've got a little bit of filler in there. I mean, were, were mm. you guys excited by any of those three in particular? Uh, not mm. really. And I think this would have been a really no. good opportunity. I said it last night. That particular moment was a little bit of a lull in both kind of the quality of the games and also just like, the, they were just all quite dark and drab and that would have been a good opportunity mm. to show something indie like we've seen Kenner the Forest Spirits games or whatever uh, which looks incredible or something mm-hmm. like the Sackboy game or uh, the Astro Bot they've got a lot of really lovely bright colourful games Ratchet that look and Clank. incredible where was that? Ratchet yeah, and Clank Ratchet as well or, <laughs> but I, I would have liked them to see a, a little bit of time set aside for a couple of indies because it's a yeah. massive leg up man yeah, it really point. helps them yeah. like I said everyone's talking about Kenner now that, and, and rightly yeah, so yeah. that game looks beautiful and bug snacks yeah. and stuff as well like it's it's nice when even when we, they mm. do the little Nintendo Direct bit at the end where they're like here's a couple of games we couldn't talk about and they just cycle yeah, through just for a two minutes reel. Yeah. That helps, man. Um, Would have been a nice touch. I didn't need a I didn't need a cinematic trailer for Oddworld. <laughs> no. Can you can you can you do that in the the voice, Nathan? Here's a couple of games that can oh, you yeah. do that in the voice. Do you want me to do it? No, which voice? In the, the, in the oh, okay. You know the <laughs> Here's a couple of games we couldn't fit in. Brilliant. <laughs> yes. Amazing. <laughs> Just a dancing <laughs> monkey now. When we do the cross players direct. <laughs> He loves it. Do you, do you want me to do the intro to the podcast, pretending I'm Matt Berry? Yes. I want you yeah. to do Aha by Alan Partridge as mm. Matt Berry. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Let's. Coward. Um, yeah, strange, strange little dip. And I think Steve mentioned it on the stream that that it was lacking in a bit of sort of levity, wasn't it? There weren't any of these sort of colourful like Ratchet and Clank kind of games but maybe Horizon, maybe we've Horizon seen enough of those because well. even the Spider-Man was quite a dark and gloomy yeah. kind of yeah. moment, wasn't it it was in the dark snow scene which I mean if anyone yeah. kind of is not into or sees PlayStation as just shooty shooty bang bang dark serious single player games this mm. would have just done nothing but cement that idea that that's exactly what it is 
and jumping yeah. ahead one step or two steps that Demon Souls is that's the moment where I was like Jesus fucking Christ because they show yeah. a lot of that game and yeah if you're I not mean into to that, be honest those sorts fuck of me it looks incredible that, it looked, that, that, yeah, so today. that looks like the yeah. most next, next gen game we've seen but that mm. I don't think mm. that's going to be on PS4 is it it probably will be next week don't but, think but, so but by the looks of <laughs> it's it on Vita but between like that that and Ratchet and Clank they seem to be the two that are truly using everything on offer and mm. I'm excited to see, yeah, like when this, th- when the, the actual PS5 is pushed to its limits. And let's not forget as well, unlike Xbox, the digital version of the PS5 is just a PS5. It's not a lesser machine. Yeah, they yeah. just have a machine you're making for. Um, one thing I want to see, and I'm, I'm really pie in the sky here, with, with Spider-Man, because it looks like it looks like a DLC that maybe got warped into a full game, and they were like, hold that, that's quite big, that DLC. Let's make mm. that a PS5 game. Uh, riddle me this okay right Ratchet and Clank or the zipping around different dimensions and stuff yeah into the Spider-Verse yeah. game ooh Insomniac uh, yeah imagine ooh. that imagine an into wow. the Spider-Verse game where you can flip between dimensions <sighs> and you play as Miles and then Peter and then like you know a stylized world with the soundtrack pig. they'd make it like an Avengers online multiplayer shared world thing though and it'd be terrible oh, oh, bloody hell right on. bloody hell different versions of the Spider-Man Laurie you take the joy out of everything Sorry. <laughs> you end up being stuck being the little pig Spider-Man. You're like, oh, what? Well, imagine like a curated soundtrack like that, where it isn't just like a radio almost playing, but you are playing like, and then just all of a sudden Vince Staples starts playing, or Kanye. Oh, you know, maybe not Kanye. But like every everything starts playing like, fuck, I'm in the fucking film. That yeah. is yeah. Wow. Yeah, we Um Little game called Fortnite they showed next. If in doubt, because if there was any doubt that it was going right. to be on there. Yeah. I was yeah. worried for a moment. Looks yeah. great. Yeah, it looked fine, didn't it? Looked like Fortnite. Definitely. Um, the next probably the interesting bit was the uh, PlayStation Plus collection. Yeah. Which is these, what, 18 PS4 games that are going to be available at launch as part of your PS Plus subscription. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, smart move. Yeah, smart move. All the fucking games I bought for the PS4, I'm thinking, well, I'll get these out of the way. I thought of you with that answer. <laughs> oh, I was like, everyone. Like, oh, mate, I should have held off. But no. Because it is, but you're, it's amazing, though. It's the best of the PS4's library. And if you've never, mm. if you were on Xbox, what a great incentive to jump in and you've got the entire best of PS4 library just there waiting for you on day one for free. And not for free, but you know, with PS Plus, which is pretty cheap now. It's like 40, what, 50 what actually- a year. Sorry, Laurie, I was going to say, and I'll probably pose this question to you as well, but is the collection, is it going to grow? Because if it does, that is, an ex- that is a more, to me, exciting proposition in Game Pass. Mm. Because the way that they were showing it is like, all right, it's Game Pass-esque, or they're, they're ditching PS now, hopefully, you know, mm. finally getting rid of it, let it die. But they're basically saying to you, you know, the exclusives that you can get on the console or these platforms, whether it's four or five, eventually they may come and just bolster that kind of collection. Mm. Like if they get Last of Us, Last of Us Two, or Persona Five Royal, or they get um, Ghost of Tsushima, you know, if they get any of these games, and then a couple of big, massive third parties as well that define generations. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's um, that's something else. Yeah, yeah I just, that's a really, really hard proposition to argue with. The fact you get God of War as a game if you want to for day one on a PlayStation Five. Yeah. Yeah, mental, absolutely mental. For and what is it? No extra cost because Game Pass is the extra cost, isn't it? I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm some Xbox person. Correct me here, but you have the your sub just to get you the games with gold and the online play, and then you've got Game Pass on top of that. Whereas, I think you can get Ultimate, can't you? Where it's fifteen yeah, quid. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what included. most people 
like that's what they push people towards now. Isn't but that's so fifty quid. So that's you know, hundred eighty a year. So then you sorry. But PS Plus yeah. is what forty yeah. fifty. They do it for. Well, I think sixty, but it's always on offer, isn't it? Oh yeah, you get on offer. I mean, very minimum fifteen quid for every three months for comparison. So you're getting two months extra for yeah. with those games with that amount of time. Plus, mm. presumably, again, no, we don't know anything, do we? <laughs> but literally, never fucking do know anything. No. Um, but we don't know whether or not those games will change, whether they'll go, mm. whether there'll be something yeah. that you'll get in three months' time, or they yeah. get swapped out. We don't know that. Yeah, they so. didn't that, that like overstretch themselves to make anything particularly clear, did they? They just said <laughs> these these will be available no. at launch. Yeah. Like, what do I do? I have to pay for them? Are you giving them? Are you going to post them to me? Yeah, it was <laughs> bizarre. Are they going to be upscaled? Are they going to be some of the remastered versions we're getting? Mm. Yeah, like, was Bloodborne in there? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I think we're probably going to get uh, at least a PS5 up res of Bloodborne with better uh, frames per second and stuff like. I'm guessing that's just these versions at uh, no extra mm. cost and stuff. Like, yeah. that's the sort of stuff I want to know. If anyone does need to know that exact list or is unsure if anything's on there, just ask me if I bought it for PS4 in the last month. Uh, <laughs> I've got it here, by the way. Shall the I go down it yes. very quick? Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on then. So, should we make a game? Should we, um, Laurie, Nate, I'll bot between the two of you. I'm conscious of time as well, but you tell me whether or not Ben and Ben could just nod if he bought it. So, Nate, do you think Ben bought Batman Arkham Knight? No. Correct, correct. He bought it. Oh, no, no, it's no, correct. No. Okay, correct. well, you yeah. fucked the game up already. <laughs> Battlefield <laughs> 1. Laurie, did, uh, did Ben buy Battlefield 1? He did not buy that. <laughs> Is that correct? I did he not. He before. I'll just, oh, I fucking hell, I'll just say. <laughs> Bloodborne. Uh, oh, oh, we were pushing <laughs> it. I'm going to say yes. Yes, I did buy Bloodborne. Yes. There we go. Ding. One down. One uh, Days Gone. Laurie. He's not bought that. Yes, I have bought that, Laurie. You have bought that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's two so far out of four he's bought. Detroit, Become Human, Nate. Ooh. Um, let's say, yeah. Yes, you're correct. I did buy that. That's uh, now three out of five. I believe you Fall bought out four. <laughs> Fall out of four, Laurie. Let's all laugh at the idiot. <laughs> just can't believe they've done something, which is so... Right. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Fallout 4, ben off. come on, we're still here, Fallout 4, Laurie. So, uh, no, I don't think you bought that. No, I didn't. Ben. No. <laughs> only four pounds. Final Fantasy 15, late. Final Fantasy 15, uh, I'm going to say no. No, I did not. That's fine, that's okay. Infamous, second son, Laurie. <laughs> no, no, he didn't buy that. Are you sure? No, no I'm not sure of anything. <laughs> the Last Guardian, Nate. Yes. I know this one. I know this one. Yes, I did. Oh, I knew that. that. I knew that. Well, Laurie, you'll know this one. The Last of Us remastered. <laughs> yes, Laurie, yeah, he's, he's been enjoying that one. Yeah, yeah he's been enjoying that. Uh, Monster Hunter World, Nate. No, no, I did not. Background. Saw Game Pass. So. Uh, Mortal Kombat X, Laurie. No, he's not bought that. No, I've got. That's, a, that's a funny one to include, that, isn't it? It's not. Yeah. Kind of the outlier on it's that. Pretty list. old. Yeah, the, la- <coughs> the last few are relatively knows, but the re- then the rest of them fucking hell. Uh, Persona Five, Ben, have you bought that? Yes. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Ratchet and Clank, Nate. Do we think he's bought it? I hope so. It's one of the best PS5 of, games. Of course, uh, I PS4 have. Games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ben has bought that. Yep. So Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Do we think he's bought that, Laurie? <laughs> yeah, I think he probably has. I think Andrew probably yeah. convinced him to buy it. Yeah, he did. He yeah, did. yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 like Andrew, if you're listening, this is all your fault. <laughs> oh, he's listening. You know he is. 
touching himself. Oh, I've made him waste money. <laughs> Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Nate. Do we think Ben has bought that game as well? Ooh, I hope so. It's a very good game. Did you? Yeah, of course I have, mate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the final one, Until Dawn. Laurie. Uh, I'm going to say no. I don't think you bought that one. Yeah. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on. One, two, three... Four, five, oh, oh, six, seven, eight. Uh, oh, God. You nine, all said it was a good idea. Ten, eleven out of eighteen. Ten, eleven out of eighteen. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. So out of it, Matley. What's it? Eleven out of eighteen. Ben got sixty-one point one percent fucked over. Yesterday you'd been alright, but now. Oh, yeah, that's Odd, such a point. The They're not worth a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's fine. I'll stick oh, with it. Fantastic. So, yeah, good. Moving um, on. Oh, um, for those of you that are upgrading, Ooh. though, from a PS4 <laughs> to a PS5, pricing. They also announced that, didn't they? They did, but very, very quickly. Yep. God of War, the next oh, one. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah I was going to get on that. That was the Blech. one more thing. That you, that just, that you, we just oh. need to all go shit crazy for that, because that's going to be insane. Um, Ragnarok. Pricing. Mm. Yeah, it looks good. Um, 2021, though, do we think that's realistic? No. 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 March no. 22. It's a slip. I think, yeah. I think the last one slipped as well, a couple of months. So, yeah. Okay. I think, I think they'll slip. be aiming for it, but it will probably slip and they won't care because they know it will sell gangbusters. Yeah, yep. agreed. Um, so yeah, pricing for the digital edition is £359, interesting mm. price, and the full physical version is 449 is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And Dan and Laurie, you've both pre-ordered the physical, I believe. Yes. Yes. Nice. Happy with that? Happy, happy with the price? I don't, th- I, I think any... You know what? I'm going to shut up, Laurie. You put it really poignantly. I think you said this is the thing you're going to be using for the next however many years. I stand <coughs> by that same point. I think it's a really salient one. And as much as it is a lot of money, it's still an investment for fun. So yeah. fuck it. Yeah, it, it's, it is. It is what it is. Um, I would have preferred a lower price point, not from a selfish perspective, um, but more so for a little bit more of an accessibility perspective, it would have been nicer to have something a little bit more affordable because I don't want, I don't want. It's horrible to think that we're all early adopters, but you know we don't get the the um, the opportunity for more people to enjoy it because of something that's quite restrictive. So, and I'll always remember when I couldn't get a Dreamcast because our family <coughs> fell on hard times during that point, and therefore meant that we couldn't get a Dreamcast that year. And you think of it very selfishly, but you grow up to recognise and go. Fuck, that's not easy. That's not nice. And I've just put a massive downer on the podcast. Boobs. No, right, let's ooh, talk about no, me right. being an idiot again to bring it back up. Um, oh, I'm surprised on the price, but I'm surprised they didn't, or they haven't mentioned yet that there's going to be some payment plan for that reason that Dan just said. You know, it's mm. a lot of money for, for people, and is there a way to spread the payments? And it seems like they're not interested in going down that. You know, Xbox has got the affordable, much more accessible option for gaming. Um, and Sony is saying no that's not what we are we, it's going to be a more expensive premium kind of package that you're getting here even it's our digital almost, version is more powerful yeah it's almost like Sony are just <coughs> playing and we kind of thought this would be the case Sony are just sticking to the traditional model like they you know yeah. obviously they've introduced the digital version as well but 
they're keeping things very simple. I think Xbox are scrambling around trying to do lots of different things and change yeah, their yeah. the way they operate. I I do think they might lose a bit of ground just off Xbox access because mm-hmm. that is really I mean like even for me that that puts it into kind of like impulse buy territory because yeah. you can just well, I'm go going to cancel one of the streaming services that we use and yeah. you know we're all relatively lucky people you know we've got quite a few and like might be Disney or Amazon or whatever but mm. cancel one of those justifies it and cancelling my game pass that I've already got I yeah know, that's a ridiculous deal and yeah. again offering something on the drip like that to people it's accessible instantly and it's mm-hmm. what is it zero percent apr for mm-hmm. people as well and you get the game pass advantage like it's a lot of value to that so yeah even now even and i know i said about the s before it isn't next gen in the way that it should be but um it's next gen enough for a lot of people i would imagine yeah yeah it's still something that you can play with your mates that are playing other xbox games so yeah. fuck mm-hmm. it again if you're a kid yeah. That should be what my is, and sometimes I'm just a selfish brat with a backwards cap on. That weighs too much. And Nintendo has shown that power doesn't matter. The Switch is going to keep selling like mad, and it's a very weak machine. People don't yep. care. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, right, well, look, that's unless anyone's got any other points they want to make about the PS5 event, you mentioned Nintendo there, so I think we could move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the Games big are one. expensive, that was it. Fuck yeah, on, game. No, we should talk about that. <laughs> Speaking about Nintendo as well, but yeah, a lot of I saw a lot of tweets today to the effect of, please nobody tell Nintendo the games now cost seventy quid. Um, do we think that's that's going to be the price point moving forward? So- I think it's the same way that game aren't games officially sixty quid on release at the moment. PS4 games or are they fifty pounds? What what is it? Because like so- I never buy PS4 games. I only always pay around forty quid for. A PS4 mm. game, or less if they've been out for a few months. Like they fall in price. Prices, yeah, the prices have fluxed considerably today online. Like yeah. you know, your RIPs have kind of started to drift a little bit, and mm. you start to see a little bit of. And that is just how most of the big suppliers online and and you know the distributors are, are aggregating their pricing against mm. Joe Blogs down the road. Smiths will do it with Amazon. We'll do it with Currys. We'll do it with you know whoever. So you are starting to see like the sixty quid price point kind of emerge, like Immortals Phoenix Rise in there, fifty nine ninety nine, uh, but that's a limited edition version, whatever that might mean. Now I'm not sure. Um, Far Cry Six shown on the screen there, so that's uh, fifty nine ninety nine for PlayStation Five, fifty four ninety nine for PlayStation Four, fifty four ninety nine for Xbox Series X. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of settling down. All the third parties seem to be there or thereabouts. What games are at the moment? Mm. Um, it's the ones where they're like the gold versions of the games where you're mm. seeing them at 80 quid and they are the ones that are cross compatible so you'll buy it now in a week's two weeks time on PlayStation 4 and then play it on PlayStation 5 but yeah it's it seems to be settling I think it's just it, it's interesting to see where the third parties land and Andrew um, even though he's in the Andrew's just written waiting for Dan to start surfing Pornhub I was about to compliment then you prick but now I'm not <laughs> going to bother uh, I, I, in fact I will uh, Andrew was basically saying um if, it, if they use it as a way to push you towards dig- digital or cheapen digital as opposed to physical, mm. then I think that will be a bit shit housey again. Um, but but we'll still business. We'll, we'll still well. take yeah. it though. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll, we will. <laughs> we'll take it in the face. One thing that's interesting <laughs> to me is a couple of. Um, I'm not sure it's all of them, but a couple of them you can get either a PS4 version or a PS5 version. The PS5 version's a little bit more expensive, but then there's a free upgrade between them. 
It's like, well, yeah. I'll just buy the I don't cheaper it, yeah. one. I'll just buy the cheaper one then. I don't need to do that at all. And this and, is what... Hmm. No, I was going to say, and as well, like, I, every every genera- generation, someone comes out, whether it's 2K or someone else like that, or Ubisoft, they just swing their dick with the RRP and they try it. You know, they, they try their luck. And yeah. every single generation, we've kicked back. And as soon as someone undercuts it, like Shop 2 or something... Mm-hmm. you know that they, they realize where's selling the games and stuff like that like i do agree that the development costs have absolutely ballooned um but then are we going to start saying to indie games like okay well they need to start at 30 quid you know th- you know we need to make sure indie developers are getting paid yeah. enough we need to start indie games sure. s- struggle as it is right <coughs> yeah. to sell when they're the most reasonably priced games that you can get just exactly. equally great experiences and yet if they, the, if they're over 10 15 pound people go oh, yeah that's just an indie yeah. game i'm not paying that and people wait what for them to like? go down to like the pound sale and then they're like yeah. oh yeah i'll pay a pound for a game <laughs> for your that shit 10, game that that 10 or 12 people made over yeah. four years yeah it's that and it's also God, like i hate people. <laughs> people like i made the argument yesterday in our group and it was only because people were you know proper slating the costs rightfully so of the games that were being put out at that point um but the install base has grown on every single platform, like regardless of whether it's Nintendo, PlayStation, or Xbox, they've all improved from the last versions and iterations of their consoles that they brought out. The install base is huge. Mm. The popularity of gaming is massive. So, I wonder what you were sat on there. Sorry, sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm a massive fidget. <laughs> no, I was just saw the, I thought the drill door kicked in. Uh, <laughs> the love egg. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the drill, though. Christ, Dan, where did that come from? That was from the deep recesses of a 16-year-old's mind. Um, not that... You know what I mean by that. That meant me as a 16-year-old. Uh, stop there! Just, just stop. Stop there. Um, don't say... Don't Part say... Direct, Nintendo, quick. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about... Come on, let's I'll get on to it. I'll get something me. Clean, <laughs> something clean Thanks, and family-friendly. Um, something we agree on, Laurie. Something we all agree on. Nathan, this is your time to shine, baby. Monster Ooh. Hunter. Yeah, so talk to us. Today we had a Nintendo Mini partner presentation and we got from the offset two new Monster Hunter games. Uh, we got one that is Monster Hunter Rise, which isn't even a sequel to like Generations or Ultimate or any of the ridiculously named upgrades we've had. This seems to be kind of a mix between Generations Ultimate and um, World. Uh, so did everyone watch the trailer for Monster Hunter Rise? Yep, mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, yep. so you can see a little bit of the verticality in there. You can see that they've got this device which works like a grappling hook, but it's a bug, and there's a lot of aerial combat. There's a lot of being able to move around the environments, and it is a bigger, like more seam, seamless world as opposed mm. to the series of rooms in the old ones, and you load between them and stuff. Um, so I think, and it's it's built in the RE engine as well, as opposed to the old ones. So they are going for a much bigger engine and kind of compressing it onto the Switch and seeing what they can do. This is like a really ambitious game. It looks like a half step between the traditional style that people used to like. And man, it looks great. It looks really awesome. The combat looks fantastic. The graphics look great. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for it. And uh, I do love the Monster Hunter games, but there's I always hit a wall of... Uh, for some reason, every time I buy one, I play it for about 30 or 40 hours, and then I see how much more I've got to do to actually do anything. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. That was, that was fun. <laughs> I had a great time. I don't need to play 100 hours to get a Rathalos armor. Mm. Um, I and in this think, one, you can, you can ride a dog, right? 
Yeah, so you've got a, you've, you've got a little dog partner. So that'll keep you going for the extra <laughs> seventy hours or whatever. Wouldn't be the first time. Um, so it's there. Is... Riding a dog. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I realise what I said now. So normally you get a palico <laughs> partner, which is the cats of the series. And in this yeah. one, in solo, you get two partners. You can choose between two cats. You can choose to have a dog and a cat or two dogs. And uh, on, <laughs> guys, I love on. Laurie's face when when we get into these descriptions. He's just like, "What is this? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like, so a man that's never played a game before. He's like, so you can choose this isn't a samurai. The dog, atta- <laughs> the dog attacks with you, or the the palicos, the cats, their support. So depending on the monster you're fighting, you can have two support, you can have two attack. And when you're playing multiplayer everyone gets one partner as well so you can have like you say you're on with four of your mates and you're like right this one we need four dogs because we really need to try and attack this guy you know you yeah. know what i mean it makes sense you need loads um, of dogs a pack yeah. of dogs if you bring will. the dogs or the palamute yeah. is that what they're called palamute i think that was the name of it yeah, yeah. like um, a malamute so, yeah it seems palamute. to be adding quite a lot of stuff and i'm really excited for it i think it looks fantastic and mm. uh finally a monster hunter game built for the switch not up from a 3ds one no shade to generations ultimate it was still a cracking looking game um mm. but i think it'll be exciting to see what they do with a different engine a whole new kind of game and like i said the more vertical nature of it with the grappling hook and darting around um it looks awesome man i'm really excited um and then yeah. we've got afterwards i mean oh well, first of all is anyone planning on picking this up to look good i still haven't I'll, I'll touched generations ultimate um but i'll yeah i'll probably still buy this as well yeah they're they're a great game to play with a few mates so i think if we had a few of us pick it up at launch like even yeah if, even if you're rubbish they're really fun just to play with a few of you between oh, you god it's like pete all over again <laughs> <It is. sighs> pete loves this game so obviously best mate start the podcast with him nate for for context you, you met him at egx uh he fucking loves this game him and sticky stick old man sticky in the group shouting at clouds fucking hell. like the two of them absolutely love this game and they really really enjoy it so and every every time pete's like well, this you can do this and this one, and I'm like, oh, can you? Right, okay. Oh, oh, this sounds like it's more an interesting game. The embarrassment I had to get when I went in to buy Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate was the last one, I think. Mm-hmm. I went into like I went into Sainsbury's near me. Soph was with me, and the girl over the tannoy went. <laughs> Can you please bring a game from Monster Hunter's Generation Ultimate over, please? And Soph went, what the fuck are you buying, Dan? <laughs> and I was just like, I Pete, he said it's armor and the cat food, it makes food. And she was just like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a, a 100% Pete game and it's a 100% I will buy this game for Pete. Yeah. Just knowing full well and we will have a fucking fun time with it it's yeah. fun the yeah. last one was cool so yeah i'm enjoying it i'm gonna very quickly do tell you a story of uh so you guys know my partner laurie not this laurie my partner with the same name mm. uh so one of the first thanks for times, clarifying we just assumed you do with <laughs> news everyone <laughs> she fucking hates ghost of shishima <laughs> it's not him so one of the first times we were hanging out we went into the big asda near me and uh, it must have been mislabeled, <laughs> but as we're walking around, we just went around to get some booze and do some cooking and whatever. And I saw Super Mario Maker for 3DS for a fiver. Mm. So I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to chuck it on the belt. I'll take it over me. No problem. Very similar situation. Can we please get a copy of uh, Super Mario Maker for 3DS? <laughs> and we were stood there waiting, and it was actually quite busy. And there was a load of people in the queue behind us, and everyone's looking over at me like, 
And I was just like, oh, I'm really sorry. And the woman was like, it's fine. It'll be here in a minute. It'll be here in a minute. Then it came over. She scanned it. She was like, that'd be uh, 20 quid. And I was like, oh, actually, um, actually, it said on the it said on the shelf that it was only a fiver. <laughs> she was like, all right, I'll have to get my manager. And then these people oh. <laughs> again were just looking over. The like, man child is what? disputing the price. I, I, I don't know why Laurie stayed with me at that point. I publicly embarrassed her <laughs> to get Super Mario Maker. But that was a real <laughs> wave of shame. But I also dug my heels and I was like, no, I will get that for a fiver. That was, right. it's not my fault if they've labelled it wrong. And that's the law. You label it that, I'm going to buy it. It's even better when it's like, because the Sainsbury's, is that it's now, they've got Argos's in them. And an absolute crab of a man came with the game. And he was just like, I'll show you like Monster Hunter 2 as well. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what do we have next? should probably have the list up in front of me. That was... Uh, was fitness boxing? That was on there. So, anyone going to get fitness boxing too? No. De- no. Definitely, definitely a candidate for the next uh, Smash character. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Um, I'm trying to think from memory. Rune Factory Five. That was another one that was shown. It was indeed. I think it was previously announced, but it was confirmed for a, a date and stuff. Um, I've never played one, but people seem to love these games. They they sound pretty fun, to be honest. Yeah. Um, as does uh, Disgaea. I've, that's a series I've never dabbled in but i think um disguise six they announced that didn't they and yep the free trial of disguise five on the switch mm-hmm. starting yeah. from next week i think i think a week-long trial for it oh is it that soon i think it was yeah, maybe yeah. the 29th yeah off the top of my head, i think it's 23rd to the 29th yeah it's not bad is that game i'm guessing it's five already on switch then because it is yeah, yeah five's on. Five's oh, okay complete right. it's on switch i think so yeah oh, fantastic worth it's, a dabble Interesting as well because it seems to have like graphically jumped quite a lot. I thought quite all of the games that we were shown mm. graphically, I was like, "Whoa, this is quite good." You know, compared to where Switch games have been previously, they all looked really stylish, really clean. I was like, well impressed. Maybe so the um, play maybe me. the footage was running on that new Switch. Mm. Ooh, let's, let's save that for the end. Dun dun dun. Mm. Um, what else have we got? Uh, there was Hades, which dropped today out of nowhere and i have got it downloading as we speak because i've been i'm more excited to play that than uh super mario 3d all-stars tomorrow Ooh, genuinely (laughs) them's fighting words yeah well they're (laughs) old games aren't they this is a new game i agree with you dabbled in so and bastion and transistor are incredible games Mm. so yeah support indies go download that because it yeah it, by all accounts, from what I've heard of the the beta, it's it's supposed to be just as good as their other three games. I think Pyre was their last one prior to this as well. So. I saw I saw a couple of reviews as well today, and one of them um, this guy uh, Kian Mayer, uh, Irish chap who writes for the Game Chronicle, something like that. He very, right. Anyway, I trust him very much, and he said it's one of his favourite games, literally ever, up there with The Witcher Three. Fuck. Uh, and, I, and I've seen wow. I've seen similar sentiments from people saying Hades isn't a good game. It's probably one of the best games of the year. There you go. Okay. Cool. There we go. So, um, Sniper Elite Four was another one. So nice. any, I've never played a Sniper Elite game. They look, it looks pretty, like I don't know. I was going to say harmless fun. It doesn't look like yeah. harmless fun. <laughs> it looks like uh, mindless, mindless fun. Mindless fun. Yeah, so, I was yeah. chatting on the pod a while ago, uh, saying I bought two because it was on sale. Um, mm. I, had, I had a really good time with it. It's super like arcadey, over the top action. You know, you really 
eviscerate these people's skulls. Um, and apparently, I think it was Steve at the time was saying the sequels just get better and better. So that yeah. honestly, that more, could be a more good guns. Game. That's why Steve yeah. likes really just more guns. Get loves a gun. That guy really good match really controls as well. <laughs> yeah, nice. Oh. Um, another one that jumped out to me, and feel free to jump in here with, you know, Laurie will get to Ori eventually. Um, but I thought oh, nice. Empire of Sin that really grabbed my attention we have seen footage of it before but I thought it looked pretty cool anyone agree? I agree. Nah, I, zoned I out. thought the music was really cool yeah. yeah I thought it looked really really cool it reminded me of Commandos on the PC uh, mm. that kind of vibe um, but yeah I'm excited to play that I think I probably will pick that up and it's the XCOM-y kind of top down yeah, yeah that kind well, of vibe in, in that so. sort of okay. uh, gangster setting I, I thought, Al Capone yeah. we've talked yeah. about yeah. it yeah I'm, I'm keeping an eye on that one um Ori and the Will of the Wisps was the the big one at the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Now you're talking my language. Come on, Laurie. Talk us through it. Well, How I, did you feel? Well, on a scale of... Know no, about this game. <laughs> <laughs> people know about this game, right, already. Uh, I'm actually surprised that it's it's come to Switch so soon after its release on, mm. on Xbox. Cause there was, I'm sure people were saying yeah, they just put the first game on Switch as a way of generating interest in the second game, which people would then have to get on, on Xbox or Game Pass. So surprised that this has come over and apparently it works, runs really well. And, um, 60 frames. Yeah. yeah. 60 frames. Because wow. frame it didn't so. run that well when it came out on Xbox originally, did it? I don't think. No. I think this one chugged a little bit. So quite surprised. Yeah, the, the first Ori I've played on Switch and it is absolutely perfectly suited to Switch. It plays really well. It's so at home on the Switch. Um, hardware on that form mm. um, and I, it's one of my favourite games played in the last few years it's brilliant it's fantastic and this apparently is more of the same but longer and more emotional and yeah I would definitely be picking this up at some point I think that's probably my biggest sort of Switch gaming regret so far is having not so I played the uh, Ori and the Blind Forest demo and mm. instantly downloaded the game just off yeah. the strength of the demo and I was very, very excited. I was like, right, I'm just going to carry on. just going to play through it. And I never did. I never opened up the main game again. But Aww. I fell in love with that demo. Because it's only, what, an hour long, the demo, I think, isn't it? Mm. And going back to your yeah. point about, like, Ghost of Tsushima, Dan. Like, that game just pulls you in straight away. And there's mm. no, there's oh, no yeah. you know, there's no letting go. Or so that, I thought. That, that opening is like a Pixar short. It does such a good mm. job of bringing you into the world with like the themes the music the art style it really really brings it to life and uh yeah man i'm well excited and also that physical double pack looks cracking i think yeah. it's i am 8-bit the collector's edition is 150 dollars yep. um but yep. we're gonna see the individual physicals put in shops for a lot cheaper as well so it'll be nice i might hold out for a physical copy of one of the wisps i would love to pick it up today but i don't double dip between mm. digital and physical so i might just wait until i see mm. the um physical release because also i've got mario to play tomorrow and i've got a lot of money left this month um yeah. but yeah man it, it, yeah i like the the optimization and stuff if it is as good as they say man that's cracking that's really really wonderful yeah, yeah. That, i mean that will for new releases on switch that's probably going to be my favorite game that i'll play on switch this year as a as a new game mm. to play yeah um, i can't wait to play galaxy i'm sorry i know we're going off on a tangent but <laughs> tomorrow like yeah 
I've not. I've never played Galaxy, Could so I, I'm just really excited. Yeah, to play no, no, don't, I agree with you. That I mean, like, I'm sure Galaxy. But I'm just <laughs> yeah, not no, no. Sorry, I wasn't wasn't fighting with you, Laurie. It's okay. <laughs> well, come on, Dan. Uh, no, I mean, I, Galaxy is probably going to be. I'll enjoy that more. But I feel like that's kind of as a re-release. I'm talking about as a new yeah. release this year on Switch of a brand new game on on Switch. That yeah, yeah. Can I before. can I, I quickly round out then with um? So the other one we had was Balan Wonderland. Yeah. Mm. So from Sega, from Knights developers, uh, as like a 3D platformer with a load of different outfits and stuff. Uh, mate, I'm, I love Knights and I, I, I love Sega as well. I'm excited about that. I don't know about anybody mm. else. I want to see what everyone's thinking because I think that looks great. I, isn't it from the Sonic developer? I or think the, it... The guy I, that conceived it? Or? Oh, what, Yuji Naka? Yeah. Um, sure it was. I'm sure this was the oh, one that was. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I saw it and... I didn't realise that at the time uh, that, mm. that it was those guys and it instantly it just looked like Knights it had that sort of colourful look to it, and it but almost yeah. like a PS1 era game you know mm-hmm. that yeah. it just looked like a quite a Silicon simple, Valley kind of yeah yeah um, but yeah it looks it looks alright it, it didn't knock my socks off but um, yeah, yeah. Did we, um, nice did we notice that uh, Monster Hunter Rise and Balan Wonderland, which is also a PS5 and Xbox Series X game, are both coming out on March 26th. Interesting date, isn't it? Was there, was there a few rumours about Switch Pro being next March as well, we, I think, uh, actually? Is that worth <laughs> popping in the diary? Do you think that date, I, maybe? Just for if future I was reference. a betting man, if I was a betting man, uh, mm. yeah, I'd say maybe let's remember that March 26th is the day the Switch Pro is going to come out. Oh, well, I can't <laughs> buy another console four months after... The last oh. That's why I'm not. Oh, mate, I'm buying, why I'm, I'm buying not two. buying the others. I'm, I'm fucked. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. three new consoles, but people will. And Dan, you're you're going to buy three new consoles in the space of four months. That's just insane time for the industry. Like, she'll hear you. <laughs> He's already sleeping in the conservatory tonight. Um, that's just reminded me uh, another little point about because um, Lewis was as he does with every direct, thinking, oh, is this going to be Silk Song? And oh, when uh, oh, yeah. so I, I um. The direct started today at three o'clock, which was like peak school run time. So I mm. gave my phone to my son in the back of the car and just said, "Right, just tell me what's happening, all right?" Because <laughs> you know, just just comment on it. What what's the name? Read the name. What? No, that doesn't make sense. Come on, read the name. And we're having a lot of that. And then this, the end one, the one more thing. I was like, mm. I wonder if this will be Silk Song. And I was like, right, okay, describe it to me. He was like, well, it's just dark. It looks sort of cartoony. So like, okay, cool. Um, is it, uh, what is it, what's the main character look like? And it's like, like a white face with ears, looks a bit like a, I don't know, maybe a cat or something. And I was like, oh my God, it's Silk Song. And then he read it at the end. He's like, uh, O-R-J? What does that mean? And I was like, oh, bloody Ori, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's O-R-I. You've ruined like, this. <laughs> you ruined this. Get out and walk home. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, what a shame. But yeah. Um, when is Silk Song going to come out? It's not this year. Question. Yeah, it's very weird. Probably going to be next summer. When you guys summer. played that at EGX, how finished did it feel? It looked polished, but it could have just been a yeah. tiny little portion of it, I guess. Exactly. I don't especially think they changed it graphically too heavy. No. So it was, it was, it's a good-looking game anyway, isn't it? So the work goes mm, into yeah, the animation. They've, they've got to draw every mm. frame. You have to remember this is a hand-animated True. game. With this, Team Cherry originally was like two or three people. 
every enemy is hand animated however many cells between them so i'm sure you saw a segment that was probably completely finished but they've got to do another segment mm. with another and they, they've said they're gonna have loads more different enemies unique enemies and then the noises and sound design it's a it, you know i it's it was meant to be hollow knight dlc and then it ballooned this is just unfortunately the way that they're making this game it's not drag and drop new character every new thing yeah, you yeah. give themselves when it's hand animated it does balloon the workload so i think they've got very ambitious again and that's why i'm excited but it also is why i don't think mm. it's coming this year at all it's probably right. early next year maybe summer i just want to animate it's just One really annoyed. <laughs> i was gonna say just like uh by the way it's not a dlc anymore it's a fucking game oh, oh, <laughs> my hand is killing me <laughs> meant to be going to Turkey. I've drawn so many fucking bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we just change the look of it or something? No. I'll just do another vine. Draw more worms. Um, right. Yeah, Lewis, hang in there. It will come out, okay? And then you can shut up about it. Um, very, very quickly as well, Andrew and Eamon in the chat. So and Andrew then said, Empire of Sin looked meh as fuck. Okay. Uh, he said, Laurie looks ready for bed. <laughs> uh, and then he said Eamon when is that about the 20th time it's been in a direct I think he was talking about Empire of Sin mm. and then he went to say can't wait to play Galaxy with Tom which is really oh. Oh. a little lad uh, Andrew went it is very nice about the game that we looked before yeah. that looked like very nice and he said Rune Factory 5 better have same sex marriage or he riots yeah that's a good point hang on yeah. what, was the, there you what go. was the one they put it into recently was it one of the it was in Stardew Valley. I think it was maybe um, Harvest Moon or something. Animal, Animal Crossing, was it? You don't get married in Animal Crossing. I mean, that's bad. That's wrong in itself, Bended. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to fuck the cat. <laughs> in Animal Crossing. It's called a palamute, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a dog, mate. Yeah. Grow a pair. <laughs> um, oh, should we do dear. the Patreon shout-outs and get the hell out of here so Ooh. Laurie can go to bed? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Laurie's, Laurie's doing them. He's on the Patreon wall. So he's, he's probably going to see them fly up on his. Oh, Are you there? watching the stream? No. No, I'm not. No. Okay. <laughs> I I Laurie's had his show. eyes closed for 30 minutes. <laughs> I think we should change I've done that it up. thing I that people Lor- do in Zoom meetings where they just put like a still of themselves and then they just nick <laughs> out for. It's just I'm a background right now. He's playing um, Ghost of Tsushima. I think Laurie, oh, okay, Laurie needs to pull a face for each of the. Pull a face for Wow. Pull a face. You need to pull a face for each of the patrons. I don't that, have that many that faces. Not, We've got too many not, patrons. That will not And also audio listeners, well come on. Audio. Yeah, that's not, that's not good for a podcast, <laughs> well, mate. Well, buy a fucking iPhone and watch us on Twitch. Christ almighty, it's not difficult. Okay, Laurie, you pull a face. Dan and Nathan, I want you to alternate by telling me the job title of each person that I name from our Patreon wall. Okay? Okay. You two can support Who's first? us at patreon.com. I want to I play that game. All right, fucking hell. <laughs> Shit, I'm not going to argue with grumpy, tired Laurie. Um, so we'll start with Laurie, and then we'll go to Dan, and then Nathan, okay? So job title. Cool. Hopple. Um, pizza delivery man. Uh, game of Jason. Felcher. Not a job. Uh, Thylassos. Uh, dolphin polisher at SeaWorld. <laughs> Michael Theobald. Ironmonger. <laughs> Richard Elsie. <laughs> Nonce. That's not job. He's an insult. Giovanni Pimentel. Uh, makes the pizza bases in Pizza Hut. Nice. Tristan Brooks. Chew China. 
Best shoe shiner in all of Hackney. Um, you can eat your dinner off him. Jamie Penning. <laughs> he um, he sells Crocs. Sarah Perbrick. Knocks the O's out of polos with the fingers. Eamon <laughs> <laughs> oh, McCauley. Uh, he cleans space shuttles when they're done with them. Gives them a good mop out. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> what are they doing with them? <laughs> they're out there for months. Getting them dirty. Get out. Job titles. Okay. Clean now. All right, clean now. Fucking hell. Sorry, Heyman. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Jesper Kondrup. Who's going? Is it? Yours. Is it me? Um, chicken factory. Oh he works in one. He isn't one. He isn't one. Um, Rebecca Rudrenoff. ADR for porn. <laughs> Rune Shimochi Storm. Um, Private Eye. Timothy Elf. Timothy Elf. Um. Unemployed. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Don't think he might be. Uh, Luke Cooper. Uh, he's uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, goes round getting stolen cats back. Good. RSPCA, I guess. <laughs> Ace Ventura. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. Laurie Stephen Landry. Uh, he tastes food taster for the Queen. Make nice. sure it's not been poisoned. Nice. Someone's got to do it. It's important. Pavanka Kala. Makes Turkish delights. Aaliyah Jones. <laughs> <laughs> what? Aaliyah um, Jones. Uh, Knits all of the little tiny hats they put on innocent smoothies. Nice. Well, that was grandma's. Uh, Mark Hammond. Mm, spy for the Canadians. <laughs> for the Canadians okay and finally it's an easy job to just to wrap this shit show up Adam Phillips optician oh, I thought you were going to go silence like last week just last nothing. week just not saying anything oh. I've run out of ideas brilliant um, if just you in reverse order next week so our best ones <laughs> Dear, dear listeners, uh, if you want to get involved, if you're <laughs> ridiculed at the end of don't. the show, probably, yeah. probably don't. Probably just rethink. Um, but no, you can, <laughs> you can support us at Patreon.com/slash/TheCrossPlayers, and it is very much appreciated. We have uh, our pre-show <laughs> podcast goes out there every week, um, so that's exclusive Patreon content, as well as other bits and bobs. Having a say in Game Club and the games that we'll be playing from month to month. Uh, we'll be coming up with a new list of games in October. So if you want to get involved in choosing those, then sign up to Patreon immediately, as soon as you hear this podcast. Um, that wasn't supposed to sound threatening. Anything we want to plug? Nathan, you've always got something to whore out. Uh, we've just had the latest issue of Switch Player Magazine, number 44, that's just gone live. You can get that online, and it's got a interview with Suda51. Uh, which is very good or obviously you can just sign up to become a patron for Switch Player and get it every month and then we're gearing up for Ninty Fresh issue 2 as well so keep your ears to the ground for that Kickstarter Wunderbar 
Laurie, you got any bits you want to plug? Or you just want to go to bed? Um, go to Tashima. Give that a play. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Dan, leave us with something. Why, why, anchor, yeah, why anchor that when you know I'm next? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> hmm. I said it the other week, and I'll say it again. But if you are listening to this, and there's a few hundred people that do, mm. and you know, some idiots that are still on Twitch at this late night, um, but give your loved ones a little hug and make sure that you're nice to people online. And if you are getting stressed out about which box to buy and you're getting FOMO, we all get it. We all feel it. No one is going to think any less of you if you don't have the next generation of things or you can't afford certain things. But fuck it, man. Just like whatever you want to get, get. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. You've got no pressure. Uh, come into Discord and we will share everything with you anyway and show you all the nice things that we buy. But it's important as well that everyone is just very, very nice to each other at the moment because it is still shit out there. So exactly. Do that. And look, yeah, money-wise, we the game club that we set up, part of that was we want our remit is to keep everything under £12. So we're not encouraging people to go out and buy the latest and greatest games all the games that we yep. play are on either game pass or ps plus or ps now or yep. uh under 12 pound easily so what are the games yeah. we've got this month just remind me we've got battle toads mm-hmm. um, PUBG, pubg a short hike which is about a fiver isn't it on switch and mm-hmm. then we've yep. just introduced um hot shot racing which again is a game pass yep. game uh, as well as being i think it's on all platforms so look yeah Come and get involved in that. It's good fun. We're enjoying having banter and slagging off other people's games that they're enjoying and we're not. And it's all <laughs> just quite—it's quite good fun. So um, yeah, it's fun. Come and get involved. But like we, we are playing those games with you on Discord, and and that's not to sound like Ooh, we are playing. Come, those you games can with play with us. Literally, yeah. We are getting the beers in on a Saturday, <laughs> and we're committing to it from our friendship group because it's so much fun just to sit there and play a game that we've all kind of got that we haven't played before. Like we've had some real fun on PUBG yeah. the last couple yeah, of weeks. We it's have. been really, really cool. Um, and then seeing the guys talk about Battletoads and talk about all the other games on there, it's been really, really cool. And a short hike to have a conversation about that between like three or four of you. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just lovely playing a game that someone else has played. So yeah, the crossplayers.com forward slash Discord will take you straight to it. And it'll even say, Ben has invited you. So you know oh. that Ben's put his stamp and mark on it. Exactly. So. Yeah. seal of quality um, okay let's wrap it up there guys uh, Laurie where can people find you online uh, on Twitter wake up Laurie at, at the Eggman 64 <laughs> uh, good Nathan where can we find you you can find me on Twitter at Nathan D. Loon lovely and Daniel uh, you can find me at SDD Energy uh, <laughs> the big SDD Energy <laughs> oh you balls down <laughs> wrong at Dan Ward tweets. That's where you can find me. Brilliant. Uh, you can find me at Benji Kong. You can find us at the Cross Players. Uh, come along, say hello, get involved in the fun. And yeah, yep. see you around. And we'll see you all on the next one. Bye bye. Bye bye, everyone. Peace. Wave. Big bye. wave. Big SSD energy. Get you waiting. Thank you.